Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible Resistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to Episode 70, The Power of Living in Alignment with Your Menstrual Cycle with Rachel Hodgins. Welcome to another episode of the Hayley Morecambe podcast. I am so excited you're here for showing up for yourself, your self-love and self-care. Each week, I gift you the permission and the space to claim the most happy, healthy, abundant life and give you access to the most sparkliest version of you. On this journey together, we'll learn and grow and thrive to be the best version of ourselves. We don't settle for anything less than incredible. I'm your host, Haley, a fitness and nutrition coach, writer, former radio host and journalist, advocate for self-love and self-care, and all-round wellness guru. I'm a mama to the most divine little girl and a fur parent to a cheeky little cavoodle. I am so pumped to take you into another magical episode. Are you ready? Let's go. This episode is brought to you by our brand spanking new program, Metamorphosis Method. Myself and Billy Ballard, who is a coach, trainer, and nutritionist, have joined forces to create an epic 16-week coaching program designed to help busy women, just like you, achieve the weight goal and body they deserve, regardless of their schedule or current starting point. The inspiration comes from the name of the process of a caterpillar transforming into a beautiful butterfly. It's called Metamorphosis. And the three pillars inside your course that comes with the program runs alongside this. They're called Caterpillar, Cocoon and Butterfly. Collectively, Billy and I have worked with literally hundreds of clients, drop anywhere between 10 to 20 kilos and feel genuine happiness without super restrictive diets or hours of cardio. Since even putting the word out over the past week, the pre-enrollments are coming in and the tribe of women inside the online community is already magnetic. 
exciting times ahead for all these women. So basically right now, Billy and I are currently looking to help seven more busy women drop anywhere between that five to 20 kilos within the next 100 days using our metamorphosis method. It's the same method we have each perfected over the past decade that's helped Natasha transform her body to be even fitter and leaner than before having her three bubbers. Megan go from 80 kilos to 62 in 65 days. Beck released two and a half kilos in her first week. Laura put her needs first again without the guilt. Shelly feeling the happiest and anxiety free she has felt in five years. Al lose eight kilos by week nine while still drinking wine and eating chocolate and dozens more. In fact, we've built such a great reputation for client results that we even guarantee them. Otherwise, you don't pay a cent and we'll even give you $100 for wasting your time. How results guaranteed is that? What makes this program so incredibly unique is we have now morphed our two methodologies together to bring you the most wholesome program that covers all bases of health on a mind, body, and soul you get two coaches, you get two coaching methodologies. It You are so well nurtured and so supported to get you those epic results. So Metamorphosis Method is a research-backed and carefully curated health evolution, which is customized to you to finally get you where you need to be with complete accountability and support from us directly throughout the entire program. And we are now taking those pre-enrollments, like I just said before. Numbers will be capped to ensure you do receive the support you need. So this is your chance to be one of those first to claim your epic results. Hit the link in the show notes at the bottom of this episode and book into your free game plan call now. We both can't wait to see you on the inside. Now let's jump into this week's episode. Rachel Hodgins is a grounded feminine wisdom and cyclical living coach. Her work is centered upon embodying a feminine orientation to life and connecting to the wisdom and rhythms of the earth, moon and womb. She is the host of the Weaving the Wild podcast and throughout her work as a coach and creator of the Cosmic Weavings membership, she supports women to live a life of richness, depth, and meaning by coming home to their bodies, their intuition, and weaving themselves back into this vast animate world. This is the second time we've had Rach on the show, and she definitely does not disappoint with the wisdom she shares with us today. During this episode, we take a deep dive into the four main phases of your cycle and how our energy shifts throughout each one, the importance of deepening your connection to your menstrual cycle, the best times to embrace your creativity, rise in energy and sensuality, and the times that you can allow yourself to then retreat and nurture your energy, plus so much more. You'll walk away from this episode feeling more connected and empowered around your cycle and your divine feminine body than ever before. Let's get straight into this, shall we? Right. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Hayley. It's the thrill to be here today. I was just saying to you um, that since last time we spoke, which was back in 2020, I actually still remember propping my laptop up at my mum's house on her set of drawers in her bedroom to record during COVID. Um, and I think you were one of the very first podcast guests as well. So this is really exciting to have you back. Oh, 
it, it was like crazy to think of who we were and just the world in general <laughs> at that time. But yeah, I remember the same. I remember very clearly being in lockdown and and joining the conversation with you. It was amazing. Yeah, it was so good. You've grown and evolved. I feel I feel we both have. Like you said, we're we're both two di different people since then, which is so excited. It's which is so exciting to dive back into another conversation today. Um, because you I already know this is going to be filled with so much wisdom and such an important conversation as well. Like you have so much much depth and such a beautiful energy. For people who didn't listen back to that first episode, which go back and listen to it, the first chat. Um, can you tell us how you got into doing the work that you're doing right now, which is absolutely beautiful and so needed, um, and also what you do offer in this space? Yeah, sure. So for those of you who do go back and listen to the first episode, um, wildly different circumstances these days. Um, I, so I now work as a feminine embodiment and cyclical living guide or coach. Um, when we last spoke, I was kind of like still finding my feet, to be honest. I was, my, my whole story is, you know, I often talk about this where, you know, people ask, what's your story? Like, how did you come to this work? And for so many people, there's like a catalyst moment that like set them on the path. And for me, it's always just been this kind of slow burn. It's just been like a follow the yeses, follow the breadcrumbs kind of thing. Um, so when we last spoke, I was still kind of working part time in retail. I was like following, you know, where my heart was calling. I was running women's circles and things like that, which is how we met. Um, and now, now I work full time as a cyclical living coach and grounded feminine embodiment mentor and so what that means and what that looks like from the work that i do is i work one-on-one -on -one with women um, i also have a podcast called weaving the wild and i run various you know courses containers and an online mentorship as well um, which or online membership i should say um, called cosmic weavings and all of my work while it's quite um it, it's relatively broad in certain in certain ways it all revolves around um dropping back in and connecting to our feminine wisdom our cyclical rhythms and connecting to the earth around us um, so really coming back to our roots really coming home seeking simplicity and depth and a richness in life once more so that's that's my work that's mostly what i offer um and yeah uh, much of my work revolves I, I like to say around aligning to the rhythms of the earth moon and womb mm, i love that so much I, I also love that you weren't sure exactly entirely what your path looked like like you said when i first met you you were still working in retail and you were doing the women's circles and you were just very much following your intuition weren't you like you didn't know that big picture yet but you just knew that you were meant for something more than what you were doing in that current world in that current life um and then it just blossomed into something that's so in it just it's so it's so um you like what you 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 radiate and you're so like it just you can just tell that you're doing the work that you're meant to be doing like would you agree oh thank you i i feel that way to be honest i still don't 
I still don't know the big picture. I don't think any of us do, but <laughs> I know that um, a lot of a lot of uh, reweaving and unraveling has had to take place over the last couple of years. Um, mm. And yeah, and and a lot of it, um, I, I I feel like there's a homecoming that happens when we do connect to the wisdom and and the the space of our wombs and our bodies and the earth and the moon and and all of the beautiful rhythms and and wisdom that's available to to us in those spaces. So it does feel like uh, uh, clarity, I suppose, has, has formed over the last few years around that. Mm, because it's such a personal journey and that personal journey working in this space, which then ripples across into your work and into the clients that you attract as well. So on that, what kind of what kind of women do you work with? Like are, are you do women first reach out to you? Because I get so intrigued of how people are connected. And I always think that people are supposed to be connected at the same, you know, at the most divine time in in when it happens and you know you and I have been connecting today it's everything happens for a reason at, and at the most divine time what kind of women come to you and what do they what are they most seeking from you when they when you start working with them oh that's such is it a, that a disconnect? good question is it the disconnect in yeah. that do you know what I... that they... yeah do you know what I think um it is, there's a lot, I've worked with a lot of different women. I've worked with women who are, you know, from the age of 20 through to like 45 and all different life paths. Some women who are working, you know, work for themselves, they're entrepreneurs, um, some who are stay-at-home mums, some who work in hospital systems and some who, you know, are, you know, photographers and all different sorts of what's of life. Um, and for whatever reason and in whatever way, what they come for is they they may not even be able to fully articulate it but they sense something missing mm. there's a piece in the puzzle of their life that feels like it hasn't quite clicked or that it's kind of um out of you know not even out of place but there's like there's just something missing and it's like on the tip of my tongue it's there at my fingertips and i don't know what it is and the, the work that I do and the lens that I, I see through and, and, and work through is the, the feminine, the wisdom of the feminine that we are so very void of in our world. And obviously, like, I have to, like, put a little disclaimer out when I'm saying the feminine, I'm not speaking, you know, in terms of gender but energetics here. So this this comes through in lots of different ways for women and and as i said it depends on on the the individual and you know their walk of life and their own experiences um and everyone's different everyone has their own path and whether it comes you know through um seeking just that that connection to their own bodies to the wisdom that their bodies are, are calling and speaking or finding a way to identify their truth their path their desire that's got that they know there's something that they're seeking in life that they want to say yes to and yet they they're struggling to find even what that is and how to access that and then you know if they manage to find that how to actually follow it how to start taking the steps to ripple that change out into their lives and their lives that have been in so many ways like themes like they're set in stone 
Mm. And yet they're not, right? So a lot of the work that, um, especially in the kind of a one-on-one sphere or field that I, I do with women is a rewriting of stories, like really unraveling the the stories that we hold in our heads, in our bodies and, you know, our beliefs in general and rewriting that that relationship we have to ourselves, to our souls, to our bodies and to the world around us. So that might sound kind of intangible. It might sound a bit like, you know, quite esoteric and very like spiritual sort of work, but mm. this is very tangible and that's why I love to work in the realms of cyclical living because it gives us this really beautiful kind of tangible blueprint that helps to support us and guide us when we we don't feel like we know what we're doing we don't know where to start we don't know how to like reach out and and grasp that that missing piece in our lives this cyclical rhythm that is present anywhere you look in the natural world not necessarily our man-made world but when we look anywhere in this real tangible world in the seasons in the you know plant cycles in the moon cycles in our own body cycles it is cyclical there is life and death and life and death and it takes a rewriting right it, it requires us to completely unravel the way that we show up and engage with the world and understand the world um but when we do that work we start to relate and engage with not just ourselves and the people around us but with with life differently it's a very um it, it takes a softening and a, a surrender to a degree but there's so much power and uh just magic <laughs> magic with a k at the end like the magic of life life force you know that that comes when we find that rhythm and when we start to engage with life in that way mm. would you agree that there's been uh, you know a massive disconnect from you know, like you said, everything's cyclical, but we forget that we are as beings as well. And we know that we have a cycle, but we don't ever connect into it. Like, you know, we're in that rush, rush, rush. We're in this superficial world. We're in this, you know, oh, I've got, you know, I'm on day one of my cycle, whatever, deal with it, walk out the door, rush. Would you say that there is a big, um, I guess, a curiosity from women and myself included. Um, and I know, and the reason I've got you on this podcast today is because I get questions from clients as well, is they're so intrigued to reconnect back in because it's such a it's such a natural pull for us to, like you said, it's, it's a coming back home. It's that reconnect back into our bodies. Um, would you agree that... At, you know, you, you see a lot of women at the start who are finding that, you know, they would never know, A, whatever even part of their cycle they're in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And there is this huge, I think there is a, there's a growing curiosity. Um, that's why we're having this conversation. It's yeah. so exciting. But there's a growing curiosity around what what it means to even have a cycle, to be in a cyclical body because we're coming to a point where we're starting to really recognize and witness the way that this world doesn't support our energy as women and mm. i mean that on every level physically emotionally mentally right um this world does not accommodate change and flux and that is by very nature the feminine that is by very nature our female bodies as well. 
they change. They mm. flux throughout the month. And, you know, it's really important to understand the, the depth that this goes when we say, you know, this, this is a man's world and I'm not, you know, again, trying to like create, you know, division and things like that. But our whole culture, our whole society is built on the rhythm and the cycle of men. Mm. And even like when I say that, I mean that very literally, like the hormonal cycle that takes place in a male body. It's a 24-hour cycle. So, you know, I won't even go into that too deeply, but, you know, that basically means that, you know, a guy wakes up, his hormone level, you know, usually it means his testosterone is at its highest when he wakes up. He wakes up, he's good to go, he smashes through the morning, he reaches like, you know, afternoon. By that point, energy's like solid, sturdy, strong, and then starts to wane a little bit come evening. Then he has his downtime, then he goes to sleep. And then the cycle repeats again. And if I were to like take that energy and expand it out over a longer period of time, it's not so different from our own female body energy. It's just that that same cycle for us takes place over the space of about 28 days, a moon cycle, right? And it's really, really important. I don't think enough people realize when we talk, you know, if I were to just say that without giving any of that context, then it sounds like I'm just saying, you know, I'm creating division. I'm saying this is a world meant for men and it's, you know, not about us women and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, on a very literal level, this world has been built by men. Our culture has been established by men and it fits very perfectly with their, their own natural innate rhythms. That's great for them. But in the meantime, with the rise of our own, you know, um, the, you know, our feminine move, feminist movements and things like that, which we're so thankful for, they have in, done a lot of work to kind of elevate the position of women to supposedly equal to men. There's still a lot of work to be done there. But in doing so, we essentially um, position ourselves to try our hardest to function in a world that accommodates man cycle and when we look then around like this disconnect that we've had it's meant I mean we were already quite disconnected from our menstrual cycles and our bodies <laughs> but it's meant that we've had to completely um, suppress and bypass our own natural innate rhythms and where our energy lies to fit within this 24-hour cycle wake up do the work go home, go to bed, start again. Um, you know, that's a very simplistic way of saying it. But in actual fact, our rhythm in a feminine body, as I said, takes place and, and moves, hormonally speaking, over mm. a much longer, wider space of time and cycle. And that's why, um, you know, we change from day to day and week to week where, you know, men in general can stay relatively the same you know, maybe they have more energy on some days than others just because of life in general. But their emotional, you know, cycles, their um, their desires, their ability to focus on a particular goal and things like that can stay quite steady because they're on this 24-hour clock cycle. Whereas for women, our, our desires, our needs and our wants change week to week. That's mm. not just flimsy being flaky and being, you know, wildly you know, um, chaotic. I mean, it is a little bit, the feminine is chaos, but it's also just 
like entirely natural and entirely um, real within your body and within your body's blueprints, your hormonal blueprint to change within that way, to move within that cycle. Mm. So when we start to understand our own um, our own phases and our own body's cyclical rhythm, we start to learn how to actually engage with not just our needs and our wants and our desires, but the energy that our body is holding at that time. What it, what we are not, you know, our, our needs and our wants are not just kind of like, oh, this would be nice, but they point to where our energy is best used, best directed um, and allowed to flow at that particular time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this curiosity that's rising is even, like you said, like when, um, you know, women may not necessarily know the specifics of like, okay, what does, you know, what does menstrual cycle awareness mean? Or what does aligning with my cycle actually mean? Maybe they don't know the details, but there's a piece in the back of their mind somewhere. They know that there's something in that. There's something there that just, it makes sense. And mm. maybe, maybe you know, maybe they don't have the, the words or the reasoning for it, but it's like, maybe that is the answer. And let me tell you, it is. In so many ways, it is the answer. And mm. in so many ways, in so many for generations and generations and generations, for many, like thousands of years, we've been told to disconnect, to deny, and not even just deny, but we've been taught that this cyclical rhythm that we hold within our female bodies is wrong, it is misleading, it is mistrustful, and it is everything that's dangerous in the world. That's very Mm. interesting, isn't it? So much. This curiosity that's coming through now is the result of a lot of work that a lot of women, a lot of brave, brave women have done before us to pave the way to pave the way and to carve out this this time and space that we've come to where we do have maybe a little bit better off than women say 100 years ago and now we have the opportunity to turn around and to find our roots to find our power again to claim back our own ways our own cyclical rhythm our own blueprint and when i say that i mean our blueprint our cycle is a means of connecting and embodying ourself, of taking our own um, authentic desire and our own uh, uh, path in life, you might say, and really embodying that and really kind of, I'm trying to find the right words to even like um, mm. to give it justice, but it's a it's a very tangible tool and compass to help us start to do that work. Mm, that's right. And and not even knowing your own cycle or where you are, um, that is a perfect way to start, right? Like I remember years ago, I would have no idea what my body was doing, what phase I was in, why I was feeling anxious this day and not the next, why I was feeling really sensual in one phase and not the next, you know. It was, I really was felt that disconnect. And over the past few years, um, and we'll go into the phases, I'm going to ask you this very soon, the phases and how we can actually do things in our day and in our, our routines and rituals to support each phase and to get and to maximise 
eyes on that. But um, I'm taking it back to the start of how to actually connect into your cycle as well and then yeah. to go on this journey that you're talking about. Um, and, yeah, one, I mean, I'm going to ask you what you do with your, how you track yours, but um, I do temperature charting. So I've been doing that for many years now and I feel in, like power, um, uh, having that knowledge is so, so powerful, like, Anytime I look, I'll be like, oh, gosh, I'm feeling this way today. And I'll just whip out my phone and I'll literally look at what cycle day I'm up to. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, that's why I'm feeling that way. Or, okay, this is why I'm <laughs> feeling all flirty. And, you know, like, <laughs> <You're frisky. laughs> I'll be like, why do I feel like I'm a dog on heat right now? <laughs> so that is why, because I'm ovulating. You know, like it's just got this, sorry. I mean, you're talking these beautiful words and I just. You're talking my language though. <laughs> and I just throw that into the mix. Um, and then, yeah, it's that power and then just having that knowledge and, and, and yeah so that's how I do I do a temperature so I wake up every morning without even thinking now when that when it is dark I whip I've got a, a a thermometer pop it underneath my tongue it takes my temperature I put it straight into my app it does its little algorithm it tells me exactly how I'm tracking what's going on that day where, where I am at my cycle it's amazing it's so incredible and it's just it's made me feel so empowered over the years um to the point like I said when you are feeling stressed or you take you know you're really grumpy or you, whatever it is or you're feeling really joyful you know you it actually still gives you that answer so how do you track your cycle and, and what's your advice of people even getting started because you don't have to necessarily do what I'm doing so yeah I think temperature tracking is such a powerful tool and if anyone were kind of dinky die about like tracking your cycle anyway that is that's to me that that would be where I would start and really if you're only going to do one thing that that's what I would advise mm. um because it it's uh it's kind of the most um technical in, in the results that you'll get so a, a chart or a chart an app um mm. can like guess you know estimate like due to calculations of when you last had your cycle this is when we predict you may ovulate and things like mm. that um but it's never going to be able to have really anywhere near enough accuracy because our menstrual cycle and our hormones are impacted by like an infinite amount of things, just stress, whether you moved house, whether you had a difficult conversation with, you know, a co-worker, um, how much sleep you got, whether you drunk alcohol or, you know, all of these different things, whether you've been sick or unwell, all of this can if affect when you ovulate and therefore when you bleed. Mm, um, 100%. I was just going to say um, I was looking at my graph this morning, actually. I was looking through it because I'm on day one of my cycle, which I said it's so perfect that we're having this conversation today. I love it. Um, but I was actually looking at a graph and it was graphing, it graphs, you know, the past couple of cycles and, um, ovulation day changes. It was here, there and everywhere. It was day yeah. 16. It was day 14. It was day 17. It was day 21. It actually does change. And like you said, depending on all those factors. So it isn't that whole, if you Google, when do I ovulate? And it's day 10 to day 14. It actually isn't that for everyone. And most people, like a lot of people are outside of that window. So it gives you that power as well. 100%. And really uh, your temperature and having, you know, your, your basal body temperature, so it's at that, that two decimal point uh, thermometer, um, that is the only way that you can get a an accurate reading or result of what's going on in your body really in, in that regard. So 
if you're wanting to really see and, and learn what your body is doing inside and hormonally, how you're moving and, and tracking, and that will change cycle to cycle as well, just for the record. Um, yeah, uh, your, your temperature tracking is going to be your most valuable asset. Um, to answer your question, though, <laughs> um, I, I don't, I, I don't take my temperature. I don't really actively track my own cycle. Mostly, I mean, there's a few reasons for that for me. A, I'm not trying to fall pregnant at the moment, and that is one of the reasons why women, you know, will, will track their uh, temperature to track their ovulation. So I'm not looking to get pregnant. I've also in a long-term partnership. I've been with my partner for over ten years, and. Uh, we know my cycle and yeah that's pretty simple for me and also i am in a relatively deep enough relationship with my body where i can kind of know what it's doing and i don't really have any need or desire to know exactly what day to be honest i feel when i ovulate so i can tell you in a moment i'll be sitting on the couch and i'll look at both my partner and say i'm ovulating and it's a little bit painful sometimes. It can have that little bit of a sharp sting, wow. but I can feel it. You are so to... connected in. That's yeah, that's incredible. Mine's on a contraceptive basis. I use mine for contraception. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, one hundred percent. Like, if you're using, um, you know, cycle awareness to to either fall pregnant or prevent pregnancy, you're going to want to track a lot more diligently than I do. Mm -hmm. I just don't have any particular calling to that in this moment. Um, but having said that, in terms of what I do recommend to women in order to connect to their cycle and to find an in, um, definitely tracking in some way can be really helpful. Um, there's other ways to track the changes in your body outside of just your temperature. Um, and one of the ways that I love, love to recommend to women, and this can be like, it might seem a little bit like, oh, like a bit, um, a bit much or a bit um, uncomfortable for some women, but it's actually to track your cervix and your cervical fluid. Um, so this is another, in a lot of ways, another form of, uh, uh, birth control is like you know tracking your temperature and also tracking cervical fluid shows how fertile you are or mm -hmm. when your fertile windows are but also i think there's a tendency especially when we're looking at the menstrual cycle to really fixate on like key pivotal moments for a lot of us in a lot of ways that's menstruation it's the most obvious point in our cycle that we can see and engage with right um, can't is you know it's hard to kind of ignore the blood um, but then there's also this point of ovulation so it's like we look at that fertile window when our cervical fluid is kind of at its most abundant it's clear it is flowing to a certain degree and we see our temperature shift in that town as well but also what I really really love working and inviting women to do is to really <laughs> realize and engage with our body as a full cyclical being. And so our cycle doesn't begin and end or only include these two key pivotal moments where it's like, oh, I'm bleeding. Your menstruation is not your cycle. It's a point in your cycle in the same way that your ovulation is a point and a phase in your cycle. But one way of engaging with, um, you know, tracking our cervix is to literally track and follow the movements 
of your cervix. And when I say that, I mean, believe it or not, your cervix changes throughout your cycle. It changes its position, whether it's, you know, lower in the vaginal uh, canal or higher, whether it sits higher in the pelvis. It changes its feeling and its texture between kind of quite uh, soft and kind of um, kind of cushiony to quite firm, like almost like the texture of, it's quite similar to the texture of the end of your nose. Um, so our cervix changes throughout our cycle and engaging with our body in a very physical way, literally you have to connect safety, mm. like with safety and trust to your body in such an intimate way, which we're not really practised in. You know, a lot of women have probably never even felt their cervix before let alone one did or knowing that it's changing, it's speaking, you know, it's moving and changing as much as the rest of them are throughout the month. So that's another way that if you really want to kind of track and go a little deeper into your fluctuating essence, that's another way to engage with that. But mm -hmm. really, to be honest, the, the place that I, I always say to start is your menstruation is your bleed time because it is so tangible because it, it's so matter of fact right mm. bleeding your body has its um, one of its most obvious changes from your energy to your emotional you know state all of this is really potent and palpable during our menstrual phase Mm -hmm. and, and that is day one day so one when you bleed, <laughs> we're going right back to basics day one yes Yep. your bleed is day one of your cycle yeah so it's so interesting isn't it when we call it a period which means mm. an end that it's actually the beginning mm. so the very first day if you're full bleed so a proper flow of blood not so much spotting but a, a proper flow is day one of your new cycle and yeah this is um i find the work that most of us as women really, um, uh, uh, I don't want to say need to do, but it's it's where there's uh, probably a lot of resistance um, to the medicine and the wisdom that's available to us during our menstrual, menstrual phase. Um, and so that's where I, I think it's always best to start is engaging with learning what our body is asking for, learning what our, our blood and our menstruation is teaching us and engaging with it and it's a very mm. tangible place to do so so that's where yeah. I begin. yeah that's such um sound advice thank you so much for that um I, I i remember quite a few years ago flicking that switch as well of the celebration mode like literally i celebrate my period like i celebrate mm -hmm. sorry my cycle my day one um yeah. it when it arrives it's um it's a celebration and it used to be something i'm like oh you know when you you go to work or something or you're talking to mm -hmm. something like oh no you know i've just got my period or you whatever yeah. language that you use for it and it used to be this big dread and this big like you know negative thing or you know whatever it is um and for some women i do have to say some women it is a very hard time depending on their health status and what their what 
things that they have to deal with around that time. Um, But yeah, now it's a celebration coming from, you know, I used to have a history of polycystic ovary. So I would get two periods or two cycles a year, every six months, which is insane. So then that was very much on a hormonal basis. And I've since healed from that um, through my health and through nutrition and through exercise and through all of those things. But yeah, it's definitely more of a celebration now. It's a celebration. Like when I woke up this morning and I'm on day one, like I said, this is such a pertinent time to be having this conversation it was like yes like I just I just so connected into my body and it just feels really good it's almost like a sigh of relief I don't know about you but the day before that's the tense time for me and then it's like it's like a breath of fresh air. I I just like go oh it's it's arrived (laughs) it's arrived um yeah no I love it 100% Definitely that celebration over that, you know, that burden time. So speaking of which, let's let's now tap into those phases that you talk about. And let's start right at the very beginning at that day one. And let's go through, because a lot of people might not even know there are phases in a cycle. Like you said, they might only think, okay, there's that bleed, there's that period, and then there's that ovulation. So let's go through the phases and I'll let you you do your thing for a moment. Um and talk to talk us through it. Let's go through the phases and also um if you could offer that advice as we go along the things that you could do like you said that day one is where we're in that that slow and steady which i am not practicing that today i have to admit and i'm feel it i feel it like i i woke up this morning i knew i had a really big day on um and i really felt this pull to be like i just want to be on the couch i just want to be doing my thing but you know it's that awareness as well like i I, i'm aware that i do and should be doing that today but it just it wasn't aligning <laughs> the schedules weren't aligning with the cycle today but and that's okay I know that's what my body needs and I will give it that um I'll have a bath and, and rewind and kind of come back down later um but yeah can you take us through those phases and how we can really nurture that like you said in the world that we're in and in the culture that we're in where we're in that rush mode and we're in the you know in that you know, we're in the world that we're in right now. How can we tap back in um, and really yeah, utilize each phase? I guess. Yeah, so powerful. Um, let's let's start, like you said, from the, from the beginning, from the off. Which you know, if I was often, I when I talk about uh, engaging with the, the phases in the cycle. I'll start with spring because it's the most kind of easy for people to begin with and dive in and go on the journey. But let's let's do this properly and start with menstruation because it is the beginning of our our cycle. It is the start of a whole new hormonal cycle within our body and a whole new chapter, a new iteration of us. And that actually is some of the deepest wisdom that I think our menstruation can teach us. It asks us to remember that life begins in slowness and quiet, in rest, in the void, right? In the same way that our seasons, in a lot of ways, begin in the winter, in that quiet, uh, you know, not a lot of um, outward growth, not a lot of like external activity, but there's gestation happening within the soil. So we start in our first phase of our cycle and there are four phases. So we talk about this in, in different terms. I'll, 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 give you, I'll give you like a, a little taste of all the ways we can engage with this. But on a literal level, we've got menstruation, which is when we bleed, which is followed by our follicular phase, 
which is kind of the intermediary time where our, our hormones begin to build, our estrogen rises and leads us into ovulation, which is when the egg is released and we are fertile. We can fall pregnant during that time. This is on a very literal, literal way, right? And then following ovulation, if that egg isn't fertilized, we shift into our luteal phase. And again, we have another dramatic dance of, of hormones and a shift in hormones. And that luteal phase leads us into menstruation once more. So that is the hormonal cycle, right? Very simplistically. But energetically, these phases hold a lot more than just what's going on um, on a hormonal, like physiological level. There's also, you know, emotional shifts in state. There is um, mental shifts in state. There's spiritual shifts in state. And each, each phase offers us a different energy to be in. So kind of if we were to start exploring that, let's begin on day one when we shift into menstruation. We have our first proper flow of, of blood and we enter our inner winter. So I love to speak of the, the phases as the seasons because they match very beautifully with, with the seasons of the earth. But this phase is also kind of considered, if we're looking at the moon, the moon cycle, it would be the dark moon or new moon time when, you know, the moon hangs in complete darkness. There is no light and she's in this sort of void state um, of being. Um, and if we're looking archetypically, this would be like that crone witch sort of time the old woman the wise woman um sort of archetype and when we start here it, it's a little uncomfortable to think of this as a time of beginning when we are literally shedding the remnants of the old cycle <laughs> it's kind of mm -hmm. weird to think about but our bleed is our uterus letting go of everything that it had done to prepare new life should we have fallen pregnant at that time that didn't happen so it releases everything out and we begin again so the moment it chooses the moment our uterus and womb let go it is the moment that we begin again so this is merging this strange kind of like liminal space where the two are one right there's two truths happening at one time we're letting mm -hmm. go and starting again and that is the wisdom that's available during this time. It asks us to go slow, to quieten, to drop into stillness and rest, to release, to release what is old, to release what does not need to come, you know, to be taken further with us now into the new cycle, what belongs in the old cycle, and just allow, allow that to happen. And in doing so, it's... It's unquestionable, you know, we can't, we can't avoid it. As we do that work and, and release, we naturally begin something new. We're creating space. So I love to speak when we look at the phases as every phase offers us a gift, a power, a specific medicine that we're able to embody. And there's also certain shadows that um, can distract or kind of conceal the medicine and the power that's available to us at this time. Now, menstruation is its own thing. Like outside of all the other um, phases in our cycle, it's been the most kind of um, denigrated 
and it holds its own potent medicine in so many different ways when we look at the blood mysteries when we look at what menstrual blood has meant to people to our ancestors in the past there's a lot to this phase but what I really love to invite women to to really kind of engage with during this time is the medicine of rest and stillness and that I know can be really uh, I don't want to say triggering but it's like if you're you know first off not in a um not practiced in <laughs> aligning with your cycle and engaging with the energy of rest mm. it's really easy to slip into the story of I can't rest I've got work to do and I've got this and I've got children I've got this you know we're living um you know we're living so much up here in our heads that we, we're so wound up that we can't find the means of coming down <laughs> into simplicity and into our, what our body is asking for mm. and that's the point that is the medicine of this phase is it's saying just slow down, just stop, just listen. And so often that's, you know, outside of um, particular challenges in our menstrual cycle and, you know, like, like you, I've also, <laughs> I've also experienced um, in the past some pretty significant challenges as well and extreme pain, loss of, loss of um, menstruation for a time. Um, so I know, I know that feeling. And also I know the difference now between the, the pain that I've had in the past that's true, real imbalances and then the pain that I experience these days when I push myself a little bit too far while I'm bleeding. Mm -hmm. And so often the, the, the pain, the discomfort, the, the um, cramps that we get that's, you know, not necessarily debilitating but enough to leave us really cranky and not like really just shitty with the world <laughs> during our bleed is because our body is sending a message. It's saying, slow down. Can we please just sit for a moment? You've been on your feet for like two hours. I remember when I did used to work in retail, I got this all the time. And in the end, I, I learned, I listened, and I would just say, I'm just going to step out the back for a sec. And I would sit, I would literally just go and sit down. I would take some deep breaths. And it probably was only for like 60 seconds, but it was enough to tell my body that I'm listening and to reset my pace and pace is so important, right, when, we're, when mm. we're looking at, like, how we're engaging and showing up in our lives. And, yeah, the last thing I'll sort of say around this is, you know, we do still live in a world that <laughs> functions on a 24-hour clock and that doesn't really hold space for flux and change and for non-doing, right, for mm. rest and replenishment. So while, you know, you hear, you know, people like me talking about you've got to slow down, you've got to rest, you've got to create that stillness in your life, what I really advocate for is um, your awareness of what you're doing and how you're doing it. So, you know, even like taking, you know, that example of me working on a, <laughs> a department store floor while bleeding I learned that it's like not that I have to, can just say, oh, you know, I'm not going to show up to work today. And I'll be honest, there were days when I did that. But um, <laughs> on the days when I was working, I still showed up. I still did, you know, I ticked the boxes. I did what needed to be done. But I held a completely different energy, completely different intention about how I was moving and what I was doing, how I was speaking, the words I was saying, right, the energy that I was putting out into the world was allowed to be different during that time. Mm, I love that. 
I love that so much. My last cycle, I took a hot water bottle to work. I was in an office at that day, on that day. And also just that physical touch of even just touching my womb space. Yeah. It was just like doing little circles over that. It, it, you, like you said, you don't have to take that whole day off. You don't, you know, some mums are at home with kids running around. You don't have to just be like, guys, I'm, I'm out today. Yeah. Um, but there's little moments where you, that uh, that awareness and that that acknowledgement and just how can I incorporate little things? Like you said, 60 seconds sitting down, but it was just that awareness of I need to sit down. I need to rest for a moment and then I'll get back up again. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. And then it takes us from our inner winter. Slowly things start to rise. Things start to kind of sprout and we step into our inner spring, our follicular phase. And this phase, it, it, starts we feel different we feel like we're back again and that's why often during this phase it's like we step out of our winter cave and it's like we've spent the last few days feeling sluggish or like oh like just don't want to do anything or i'm tired or i'm crampy and cranky and whatever it might be and then suddenly it's like oh i'm me again i can do things again i can function in the world and we feel like we're ready to step back into the world and that's very much a follicular and inner spring energy so what, this, kind of, what days are we talking here in our cycle? Yeah, so everyone's sort of um, menstrual phase can vary a little bit. They say, you know, on average, quote unquote, it's about, you know, anywhere from three to five days, but it can be, you know, up to, up to seven days. Anything longer than that, you know, uh, maybe a little bit of a sign that there's something going on. Um, but your inner spring, I, I tend to find, starts around day six-ish. I'm going to say ish mm-hmm. <laughs> because it can vary, right, from from cycle to cycle and person to person. But this particular phase um, is like you'll know the shift, you'll know the feeling in your body when you've gone from bleeding, and that would be active bleeding, so a, a actual flow, blood flow, into your follicular phase. So you may still experience some spotting around that time or maybe your discharge is a little bit coloured still, um, but you're not actively bleeding anymore. And you know you can see that difference and also your energy just feels different. Some some women feel like they're kind of like, you know, they've stepped through the veil once more and they're back in the, the and that. world. <laughs> and I love also, that feeling. It's, it's a good feeling. It really is. Um, and also there's this is a time like the energy hormonally, physiologically that's going on in our body it's building it with we're, we're getting our life force back you know and there's the the desire during this time to kind of like actually step back out into the world to sprout to grow and to take action in our lives so one of the most beautiful gifts of this phase that i i love to um kind of connect and talk about with women is this is a phase that connects us to our desire to our sacred yes and what often kind of comes up during this time that stops or blocks us is our um, <laughs> our lack of practice or our disconnect from our sacred yes and from our our inspiration and desires. So you'll often find during this phase where you, you'll get like little sparks of ideas or, or inspiration or, or a desire like, oh, I really, wouldn't it be good to like 
go on a day trip to something or other or I should call that person or I really want to start up running again or whatever it might be. It's like little sparks going off. Yes, I always know when I'm in that phase. I can't like I think of everything. (laughs) Yeah, everything. Things are pinging, right? Mm. That's your sacred yes. That's the desire brimming forth new life, new potential. Like that's your creative energy flowing like like the sap coming up through from the roots back into the trunks of the trees and rising in spring that's your life force coming back forth and that's the gift during this phase right is to connect to the yes follow the yes take that action but often what happens during this phase is again as i said we're so disconnected or just conditioned in whatever way to deny our desire to deny our sacred yes and that comes through in all sorts of ways like that's a whole conversation itself mm. um like you know it could be like that we come up with all the different excuses or i don't have enough time or money or i you know i can't do that because i'm already doing all of this or i've got to get this done first or you know whatever that may be or maybe we don't even recognize the spark when it it goes off we're so mm. um so drawn out of ourselves and tending to the rest of the world that we can't even acknowledge when that that spark and desire is is going off within us so there's a a a shadow there around like the denial of our own sacred yes there's also at this time because our energy is rising and we feel like we're kind of back on track we can really quickly kind of kind of expend that energy once more and just busy ourselves it's like busy work quote unquote Mm. we busy ourselves with all the things we've got to catch up on that we didn't get to do while we were bleeding or you know now that I'm back you know I'm functioning properly in the world now I can do all these things and tend to all these expectations and And catch up yeah so we busy ourselves basically (laughs) and all of that energy gets spent on everywhere other than our own authentic desires so there may be a lot of action but it's not aligned action put it that way this is also a time our inner spring and our follicular phase can be a time when there's like anxiety rises because it's kind of if you think of springtime it's quite air kind of the element of air like airy energy Mm. this without like being grounded in like who we are our truth right our 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 vision, our truth of who we are, if we're not clear on that, all of this rising energy, it's not really grounded or tethered in anything. So we can get kind of overwhelmed and we might feel like we have a lot of thoughts going off in our head, but nothing's coming through in a tangible way and we just feel kind of overwhelmed and anxious. So there's more to that as well, like on a hormonal level, but that's, you know, that's a different conversation. Um, So that's our inner spring. This would align with, the waxing moon so the 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 crescent moon that grows bigger and bigger until she reaches full moon that that intermediary phase between like the moon in darkness and the moon in full is the waxing growing rising energy phase and this will be kind of like the maiden archetype or like um you know the, the priestess or you know that fun flirty lively completely free and inspired sort of energy Mm-hmm. And then that takes us into ovulation, which is in so many ways the peak, the crescendo of our cycle. We talk so much, we hear so much around our menstruation, but really as cyclical beings, our ovulation is everything. That is the point of it all. 
literally. <laughs> Ovulation is the point. And whether you're, you know, intending to or wanting to have children or not, your ovulation is the peak, the crescendo of your energy and power mm. in this body. And so, as I said, like on a literal level, ovulation is when um, our body comes to a point where the egg is released and we are fertile, we're able if we choose or, you know, want to, to fall pregnant. There's so much more going on within this particular phase. This um, would be our inner summer. It kind of aligns with the full moon, you know, so a big, ripe, potent, fertile energy. And, you know, archetypically this might be the mother, rich, abundant, fertile mother or the queen, right, all, all powerful, fully embodied in her essence and power, sensual, fertile, delicious juicy, yummy energy. This phase is so, so powerful and yet it's been so, like, so disregarded that we still don't even think of it when we think of being in a cyclic body. We think of our menstruation as our quote-unquote cycle, as this one point in our, mm. our lives and then life goes back to normal and then we bleed again and then life goes back to normal. But everything is leading up to or leading from our ovulation, which is to say our peak, fertile, creative life force power. Mm, I feel my most, oh, my goodness, that is, I feel the peak in that time. And I never used to, I was so disconnected. I never, never, ever felt, actually had, I, yeah, I didn't step into that sensuality side, that real like dance and flow with that, you know, that peak of energy. I never felt that. But now I feel it the most I ever have in my whole entire life. I feel it. even dressing differently. Like you're just yeah. so, you're just in this. Yeah, it's like that. I just picture it being, yeah, like you're the empress or something like that. Yes. Like you're just, you're just holding so much power at that time. I feel, I love it. Mm. Um, sometimes I feel like I've got like I'm like whoa <laughs> it's like a lot it's a lot of energy and I'm like wow well, how am I gonna like release this energy so yeah 100 <laughs> percent. I got goosebumps because it is it's it's so visceral and for a lot of women especially um I, like I I feel like I need to plug this in right here is when we when we're talking about you know a, a cycle and our menstrual cycle I get a lot of questions around like if I'm on the pill or if I'm on the contraceptive pill, you know, mm. am I still aligning with these cycles? And in some regards, yes, because you're still a person. <laughs> you're still something living in this world and all of us are engaged with and embodying cycles. But when we're talking about the hormonal fluctuations and movements and changes in our body, when we're on the pill and you know i myself have was on the pill for years as well it's been a while now but when we we're on the pill we're not ovulating right where our body is suppressing ovulation and so that energy that beautiful right buzzing like woo, like power energy that you know you spoke to that rises in our body that really doesn't happen mm, it's the catch the 22 as well like you're on the pill on the, for contraceptive purposes but you're not feeling that that rise in, in your libido and in your yeah. sensuality like you know it's, yes yeah. i feel like i'm tapped into mine too much around that time <laughs> it's like i said before it's just like what 
like I'm ready to party. I don't think you can be tapped in too much, Haley, and that's the thing as well. And I think that's so. I, I just want to say here, like again, depending on on the person. And depending on our own experiences and our own relationship with our body, with the feminine, the stories we hold around all of this, we talk about this energy, ovulation energy, inner mm. summer energy, this power that flows in your body. And we talk about it through sensuality and through libido and all of this like, juicy energy that can mm. sound kind of triggering. It yeah. can sound really uncomfortable because it's like I don't, necessarily want that or why does my power have to be around my sensuality even why do I have to be a sexual being to experience my power mm. and so I just want to like highlight there that like that is one element and in a lot of ways our sensuality and our sexuality is the the embodiment like our our physical embodiment of that power of life force energy right mm. And yet there's more to this energy. Again, when we say like these, these phases in, within our cycle, they work differently. They work through us on a, a physiological level, on an emotional, a mental and spiritual level as well. And so the, the gift, the power that's really available to us during our inner summer and our ovulation phase, which is the shortest window, the shortest phase within the whole cycle, it's only really a couple of days. Like, our fertile window specifically is about five days. Um, but once we ovulate, when we have our actual ovulation, um, we only, like that egg is able to be fertilised for 24 hours before. Mm, it's so short, yeah. So it is a short little window, but it's like the peak crescendo of our energy, of our life force giving energy. And during that time we have this kind of magnetism and this is the gift and the power we hold that during this phase is this magnetic energy that we are so full to the brim when we're fully connected to this energy and our cycle and phases we're so full to the brim of our own essence our own power and gift that what we desire like what we put out into the world naturally kind of like circles back to us mm. so we're so fully embodied in who we are that we are living and being our most authentic, empowered self. And there's this, yeah, there's this receiving that comes as well during this phase. A lot of people talk about ovulation energy as like this outward energy. We're sending, we're able to, we have so much energy that we can send out into the world. It's the time that we might be like, you know, speak, you know, asking for a raise or we might give a talk or we might mm. be more social during this time. But really what's happening is we've got so much within us. We're so full to the brim of ourselves that we've got so much overflowing into the world that naturally the world responds and, and sends back to us. Mm. I think it's, it's that energy exchange and what you're radiating, isn't it? I'm, I had a partner once um who knew exactly what phases he he knew that i was actually in that phase he he literally we were so connected in our energy he knew like he could see that rise and that you know mm. that outward expression and i wasn't really you know like i was just connecting into myself like i was just being myself and feel felt that rise and he was picking up on it he knew yeah. exactly what was going on he was Beautiful. very connected into his own self too which is so important he was very in, in that primal kind of you know like he was just very connected into him who, yeah. who he was as a person and also very aware of the people around him and i think that was that's what made that work yeah um, but yeah it's, it's so powerful mm. to, to be seen in that way as well and yeah 
to be celebrated and honoured even to have that reflected back to you in that way. Um, this this is a it's such a powerful energy. The the thing that I always say to be aware of during this time is um, the kind of overgiving of your energy. We have this tendency again. It's like oh, I have this energy. I've got my my mojo back. I've got my energy back. So now I can do all the things right. Mm. Um, this is tied to our our sense of like worth and productivity. Like you know, the more we do, the more we can do and achieve the better we are um but just being aware of like how much you're committing your time and energy and where it's aligned really and also kind of just <laughs> being aware of like um, making plans for the coming week or two because during this time you're like yeah sure i'll catch up with coffee or yeah sure we can go meet you for what whatever event mm. um and yet the moment that energy switches from inner summer to inner autumn from our ovulation phase to our luteal phase, our premenstrual phase, you are very likely not going to feel like going anywhere. Or, you know, <laughs> your energy is starting to wane. You know, you know, so during that phase, just being aware of like how much you're committing in the future as well. And not kind of over committing or overbooking yourself, mm. and not not being one of those people that yeah commit to the thing, and then when it comes to it, you're like, hey, oh, that was yeah. past me that actually made that. Yeah, that was ovulation, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. the current me is not up for that. So yeah, I love <laughs> which that. is okay as well. And that is mm. actually leading us into our luteal phase now, inner autumn. That is actually one of the most beautiful gifts of our inner autumn. So our premenstrual phase is generally speaking the phase that I find the women have the most challenge or challenging relationship with put it that way so there's menstruation yes and that comes up that can bring a lot of um you know emotion it can also bring kind of pain and discomfort so we have you know some some challenge around our menstruation but our inner autumn our premenstrual phase is it's our wild woman phase it's our enchantress phase there's a sense of almost chaos during this phase and we may not necessarily recognize it in that way but it's kind of like it's it's difficult to dive straight in and, and embody that energy let's put it that way if you're looking to align with your cycle um mm. our inner autumn is probably the one that's going to throw the most spanner in the works of your very linear quote unquote masculine you know masculine aligned life because it asks you to turn within it asks you to choose yourself and it asks you to allow things to die to end and to speak your truth so all of this <laughs> kind of brings with like fiery sort of like energy mm. i always say that the gifts within our inner autumn are the pruning in our lives and it's really the opportunity to seek alignment once more. But where our inner spring was our sacred yes, our inner autumn highlights our sacred no. So that's why during this phase, everything that might piss us off will piss us off. Everything that, you know, might, you know, in other phases, you know, when we're high on estrogen and we're like, you know, ovulating or whatever it might be and the world seems a beautiful place, maybe there was something that your partner said that would, you know, just slide like water off a duck's back. But during your premenstrual phase, that shit ain't going to fly. And that's because the medicine of this time is 
the clearing of anything outside of your truth. It asks you, it literally activates your voice into your truth. You will not hold back on telling someone something that doesn't sit well with you during this phase. <laughs> I literally did this the other day. Oh, oh. my goodness. You just yeah. literally just highlighted what I did the other day. I spoke my truth about something and it was two days ago and I'm on day one now. So, yeah, yeah. wow, I could not drop into that more. <laughs> I could not yeah. agree with that more. It's so powerful. And it's like mm. we, you know, there's so many stories. When I say that this is the this phase that will throw a spanner in the works, it's because it doesn't fit into the image of who we ought to be as a female as a feminine essence being in this world to be someone who retorts back to be someone who is no fluff who will just say it direct and straight down the line because during this phase our energy is waning we're called kind of psychically inward right we're not called to be out producing and you know sprinkling our magic out into the world we're being called to back in to replenish our energy once more and anything that's asking for our attention that's like kind of pulling and tugging our energy back out into the world so it could be kids asking for your attention it could be a co-worker saying hey can you do this even though it's their job and you're like i don't have time for this shit if they're asking you anything that's asking your energy to move in a direction other than inward and to yourself once more is going to be met with friction you're going to and so it's either going to be a flat out no bugger off whatever outwardly <laughs> mm. saying no or you may see it and go that just needs to get done i don't have time to fluff around so we either take over and we just get it done as ourselves or we communicate what needs to be done or how you know even if it's just saying the dishes need to be done and i don't have time you need to do it the words that we use around this phase are less fluffy. They may be less kind of like, oh, do you reckon before you leave you'd be able to do the dishwasher? That would be really helpful. <laughs> They're more direct. It's like, I'm leaving, I need you to do a dishwasher, thanks, bye. And it's because we don't have the, the desire or the means or the energy to, to fluff around, right? We'll deal with what needs to be done so that we can return back to where our energy is wanting mm. to be and it's that awareness isn't it because a lot of us this is our time where you know it's been labeled as pms so yeah. they're the times where we're short with our partners we're short with our kids we don't know why we're just you know the world is just everyone's against us and it's rah 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 and you're very short with your words and but if like you said that awareness if you're bringing it back in um and i said that like i said the last couple of days has been that for me but i was also aware okay my cycle's coming up it's about to start i'm in that i'm in that phase at the moment um you know breathe breathe to go through but it's that awareness that it's okay yeah. um i think there's a lot of a lot of women that yeah when they're not connected in and they're not aware of that that phase they're just like you know taking it other than their partners and not yeah. being not knowing why and why am i so grumpy and i'm this and i'm that and then it might not be till that day one hits they go oh oh <laughs> that, that makes sense what was happening yeah. yesterday and the day before oh that makes sense but yeah. having that education and that power now was like being in the moment going i know why this is happening and, and communicating that with a partner and communicating that with kids who understand or with friends who are uh, close by um you know and just being like i get i get that i'm being short but you know it's this is why this is how i'm feeling so yeah and it's the opportunity like it's a real opportunity to unravel the stories around like oh i'm i'm premenstrual so i'm like just emotional it's like you're not mm. just emotional 
look deeper. So if there's an emotion coming up, if you're short and snappy, what is going on? Like why are you feeling that way? What are they asking for that doesn't feel right or that doesn't sit right? Look for that. I call out, you know, autumn our truth serum, you know, because it's the opportunity, like the truth will come out. And whether it's like that, I'm aware that the time, sorry, I'm, I'm not going to go on a tangent, but our inner autumn really is a time to listen to what is coming up for you and to honour that there is more to your feelings and the emotionality <laughs> that's on the surface, that there are needs and wants that are wanting to be met and that may not be fully satisfied or feel acknowledged during this this time and that's what the the medicine that's available during this phase i also really quickly sprinkle in this is a time when we talk about like the gifts and the medicine um this is also a time that we can get quite analytical again because we're so non-fluffy it's a really good time if anything that's like um that needs to be kind of done without too much fluff so it could be like organizing or decluttering the house it could be like going through finances or whatever it might be this is a really good phase to do it because you're like you're to the point you're in that inner autumn pruning clearing harvesting sort of sort of energy as well masculine so. masculine energy as well yeah somewhat yeah yeah mm. Mm, I love that. Oh my goodness. That is actually really, really handy information. Is that's really good time for the clearing because you're not attaching to things. You're just like, nope, it's gone, it's out, and yeah. being short with it as well. That is such good information. Uh, such good. <laughs> not very good English there, Hayley. <laughs> that is very good information. Thank you so much, Ray. We could have gone on so many different routes then. Like there was uh we do actually have a time constraint today. So it sounds like we're wrapping this up really early. Um but the, I feel like it's not going to be just your second time on the show. You are coming back to dive into so many more aspects that you even just touched on today. Um because like I said we start we were on one path and going through the cycle and I think that's a really, really good way to start and is to absorb this information. And as we go along we can really branch off and, and dive into other topics um because there is so much and you provide us with so much wisdom so Rach how can we get um a hold of you how can we reach out to you for anyone listening today yeah so you can find me on Instagram at the Rachel Hodgins um that's where I am mostly you can definitely dive into the Weaving the Wild podcast there's a lot of um it's just a, like a beautiful library basically to dive into and I also have a free guide for clearing and connecting to your sacred womb space. So I can give you the link for that as well, which you can download. And it's got some beautiful rituals and practices to connect to your womb space, whether you're bleeding or not. Um, actually, really quickly, just on that, I'll just say that all of what we've spoken about today has been so, um, obviously, so, so uh, direct around our menstrual phase. But if you are not in a bleeding body, anymore or for the you know for whatever reason you can kind of connect to these energies in this cycle through following the lunar phases as well it's the exact same energy the same blueprint that is present everywhere within the world and the moon is a really powerful um compass and, and tool to do that as well Oh, wow. That's actually, yeah, that's really incredible because there's a lot of non-bleeding women out, out there and that is really good information is to actually follow, yeah, the moon, which you can obviously help them with as well. So, um, 
Yeah, thank you so much, Rach. Like I said, I just I just wish we had more time to chat. So uh, <laughs> but we will definitely, definitely get uh, you back on the show. But uh, reach out to both of us um, either on my own Instagram or your Instagram and continue the conversation there because we love, you know, we love talking about this topic and let us know what you think. So, Rach, thank you so much uh, for sharing your wisdom today. It has been the biggest pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on again, Haley. How incredible is Rach? She just brings so much to the table. She's so knowledgeable in this area and and is so wise. And the way she even executes her words is just so incredibly empowering. And I know it's empowered me and I really do hope it's empowered you as a woman, as a cyclical being, um, to really drop into each phase and use it to the best of your ability to really super connect to yourself. Because otherwise we're just walking around blindfolded and we're not really, you know, we're not really self-aware. We're not really knowing why we're doing the things and really utilizing those times where we're nurturing and we're going within or, you know, spreading our wings and we're really, you know, have that energy and and expressing ourselves and using our voice and things like that. Like it's so, so incredibly empowering. I'd love to know if you got one, two or three takeaway or big aha moments out of today. Jump over onto socials at Haley underscore Morecambe on Instagram. Hayley Morkham on Facebook, find the post about this episode and share what you've learned uh, so other people can see it and they can listen to the episode because this kind of messaging needs to get out to more ears. So, you know, we have more people, more women in this community, uh, more connected into themselves and, you know, living their, their highest and best self, which is always the goal. If you're feeling incredibly generous as well, love for a review. Uh, I'd love your review. If you could jump over onto the podcast app if you're not already inside it scroll down to the bottom of the playlist and hit write a review it only takes a couple of seconds but it means the world it creates such a ripple effect for this uh podcast which is to get it into as many ears as possible and circling back to the start of this episode where we spoke about the metamorphosis method program oh my goodness it's so exciting if that has spiked your interest uh make sure you hit the link at the bottom of this episode inside the show notes If you're struggling to find it, reach out. I can point you in the right direction. Or if you've got any questions, just jump over onto socials as well. We can get the conversation going there to make you feel the most incredible self you have ever felt, ever. (laughs) So exciting. Sending you so much love and so much light. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.